0: Welcome to Blakey's Bootroom,
1: the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, Glenn Williams, and I'm joined by Nathan Blake. Blakey, how are you, mate?
0: I'm great, mate. Isn't it lovely having just two of us?
1: Oh, it is. It's so nice and quiet and peaceful. I mean, succinctly talked to each
0: other. I, I, I really wish it was being filmed. Do you know why? Why? Because your haircut is oh, fantastic.
1: I, knew. <laughs> I just knew you were going to bring it up. I'm so annoyed with you for doing that.
0: Anyone anyway, this is G on the weekend. Well, you might think it's his younger brother. He looks about 13, right? Yeah, it's a bit He's fresh. has got a fantastic haircut.
1: A bit, to be fair, the lady who did it, she's probably not listening. It was her first day in the barber, so, um, yeah. She made me pay full price,
0: though. Guinea picked up, then?
1: It's a bit of a slap out of the back, isn't it? Uh,
0: well, you know, it reminds me of, like, a... You know, I feel like bringing my putter and my golf ball and just doing a bit of a like, little pattern green at the back there.
1: Cheers. It looks lovely though. Yeah, it's nice, Look. nice time of year to have a, a slap <laughs> out of the bag as well. It's absolutely freezing. I've my all
0: week.
1: <laughs> you said you were going to mention anyway. Anyway, I
0: promised I wouldn't.
1: Um, so today we'll be talking about the Luton and Huddersfield wins. We'll be touching on Cardiff City's prospective promotion bid as well, and then obviously to some ask Blakey at the end. Blakey, it's nice to. Um, nice to start a pod in jovial mood isn't
0: it actually? It's a nice feel around the club. It, 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 there, is, there is a nice feel and it, it's uh, well it's, it's the winning of games I suppose rather than the drawing of games because we've been draw masters this season but um, I think I think, if I was to take the most positive thing out of uh, our league position and what I view is the fact that I still don't think we've played to our potential. Mm. I still think we need to uh, if we can play a bit more football on evidence like we did last night um, then I think what you're going to get is fans really really behind you because I was listening to the radio after the Luton game and um, they, were, they, were, they were happy with the result but disgruntled with the way we're playing So, and I just think we've said it for a while now, we on the boot room. Just think, it's probably the last decade or so of watching, you know, different st- styles of football. We had a you know five or six different managers, um, and most of them were of a defensive nature. And then the ones who were, you would say, well, oh, he is attacking. more of an attacking manager, didn't really work out. So it's uh, I'm just hoping, like you know, Neil Harris can. You know, transition. Uh, trying to continue transitioning. I, I know we said like two weeks ago. The problem at the moment is when they're trying to get back into the game, they resort to a, like a neo one-up on steroids sort of uh, ball. But, mm-hmm. You know, I think if they can, if they can, even if they got that in the locker. But in general, they can go towards more of a footballing style. I think the fans. I like craving for it to be honest mm. with you and, I, I, and you know you think of the season we've had so far you wouldn't say we've played well this season you know football hasn't been great solid I had to beat you know never die attitude never say die attitude you know lots of great ingredients you need for a, a team that can win promotion but you know something missing here and there you know one or two maybe three ingredients so I think um if they can get that style of football down and improve I'm not saying like 20 passes a goal overnight but if they can start to move towards more you know passing you know counter attack fast free flowing uh, style of football whilst remaining solid and hard to beat I think that is you kind of get the way I I believe the Cardiff philosophy should be
1: Mm. Well we we were sitting here last week weren't we and Cardiff had just been dumped out of the FA Cup they had that 1-1 draw with Reading in the league as well we were all a little bit underwhelmed by the January transfer window so we just just knew that this was going to be a crucial week coming up, Neil Harris in his press conference before Luton said that this is to date the biggest week of his Cardiff City tenure so far and um, you can see why because he had three games ahead of him which are ostensibly winnable games in Luton away, Huddersfield away and then Wigan at home um, and now all of a sudden, a week later, the complexion is, is completely different almost. Um, at Luton, obviously the, the win over Luton, 1-0, wasn't a classic by any stretch of imagination. It was Luton were a poor side. They, they created probably the better chances, but their, their product in the final third was left a lot to be desired. And uh, Cardiff, when you've got Lee Tomlin on the pitch... Um, all they need to do is stay resolute for 60, 70, 80 minutes and, and now Harris lets Tomlin play the full 90. They're, they're always in with a chance of, of Abs- winning the game.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I was listening to the lovable <laughs> Anne who often goes on uh, radio after games and um, whilst the, the 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 feeling that you got from her, from what she was saying was... And, you know, she's a diehard. She goes everywhere. And uh, the feeling you got from Anne was that... You know they're obviously happy with the result because they won, but they would still, oh you know, we we want to see a bit more football. And at the end of the day, you know, <clears throat> as a player, you're there to, you know, you, okay, you're there for yourself, there for your family, your manager, your club, but you're ultimately there for those who travel home and away. Do so you know what I mean? To come and support you, and uh you know, they're the pay, they're the people who pay. Mm. Uh, and then like like I always say they're the one constant players move on managers move on chairmen of boards move on owners move on the fans don't they're the one constant so they are what you have to put as your sort of pinnacle alongside your 11 men on the pitch those two have always been in unison right like a, like a steam engine you know it has to it has to you know one has to complement the other all the time not some of the time, all of the time. And, you know, I think the fans have been, in recent years, they've been great at almost overlooking, right, we're just we're just going to try and drive our team to get results, sort of thing. Because we know we're not a great footballing team. No. But now that that can only last so long, Glenn, you know what I mean? And then you've got to the stage now where I think fans are like demanding, and they've got a right to, you know. You can see a lot of teams... Moving that way, even in the lower leagues, like we've said before, you know, um, teams in the lower leagues move in that way, and there's no reason why players of the caliber we have shouldn't be you know expected to do the same. Then that just then comes down to who you have as your leader, stroke manager, um, and what you have overall as a club as, a, as your philosophy. And I think you know ultimately the, the hierarchy needs to really grasp hold of. And understand and then start to, you know, allow managers and, you know, allow managers to sign players which fit what what they're trying to achieve. Because mm. the, 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 the the board have control of the club, so they can set the agenda. Neil Harris doesn't have control of the club. The board and the ownership have control of the club, and you set the agenda. Right? This is what we believe in. We brought you in to achieve that. And, you know, like I say, they need to get hold of the philosophy and really, you know, drill down on it because it's so important. You know, it's... Then you have the owners of the club, the fans of the club, and the football team, all in sync. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. which is always a recipe for success. As simple as that. I look at Liverpool and see what they're doing at the moment. It it works. And when you have disgruntled fans, you know, it, it... it doesn't work. When you have a board that didn't really know what they were doing, you know, no disrespect, but signing players like Andy Carroll for 35 million, on his day, he could be worth 135 million, but suspect with injuries and what have you, what have you. So, you know, things have to all fit together. Do you know what I mean? I'm just using Andy Carroll as an example. It's not, you know, he's a a, a great player on his day, but they, they have to, they have to fit And you know it's like three pieces of a of a triangle, isn't it? Arrowhead, all going in the same direction. Board, players, philosophy.
1: Well, we just touched on signings there. Albert Adoma is is the only one of the three signings who's made his debut so far, Mm. Um, and was very good and caught a lot of praise from from Cardiff City fans after the game. And I I have to agree. I thought I thought he was good. He he wasn't a world beater, but you could see he was the type of player. Well, you can see why Neil Harris called
0: him. He's he's, he's got the experience, it, you know. He, he's not a spring chicken, but he still do a job and a very good job. And he he knows the position. That's he's he's a natural right winger. He he's he's a very very good player and has been for a long time. So you know it makes sense. He, and he gives you he gives you a balance and a reliability. You can trust him. Mm. Because he's been there, seen it, done it, got One, two the yeah. He's got, he's, he's he's done it all. So you know him coming up on, on the right. Then also it probably improve uh, jazz. Richard uh, probably helped jazz a lot. His experience in front of, in front of jazz. So it just it probably gives you a a, a, a better balance. Mm. Yeah, because you know what you're getting. You know what Adon was going to give you. Like seven to eight out of ten every week, yeah. You know, now that's that's high performance. Level. Mm. And when he has his, you know, outstanding game, maybe when he was younger, that would happen fifteen times a season. Now he might get it eight times a season, but you'll still have those games where they get a couple of goals and he'll be unplayable. So, mm. for me, it's shrewd signing, I thought.
1: Yeah. So a one 0 win away at Luton Town, you described to me off air. They're just they're finding ways to win, mm-hmm. um, which is so important, especially this stage of the season because Cardiff historically do better after Christmas don't mm, they? And they yeah. but how important is it to go to a ground like Kenilworth Road and get away with the It's one solid. One? It, it is.
0: One 1-0 win, you know, I, I I think I said they'd go and get a draw, one all draw, something like that. Um so going there, you know, bottom of the table, fighting for their lives, you know, nothing to lose. Mm. All the pressures on Cardiff even though you're away from home. Uh, I believe they took another thousand plus yeah. up there. Yeah, they were great. You actually. know, yeah. they just got—they just great traveling support. They, they are, you know, they've seen it many, many times. Glenn. it, it is a—it is a special thing, and it is a special feeling when you run out and you've got that roar and that, you know, fans singing and what have you. It's no surprise in a small type ground like Kenilworth that they go up there and win. And you know, if the players can continue to deliver that number of a 1,000 will grow. Mm. I'll be 1,500. And then 2,000, then 2,500. You know, Then you're starting to get back to, you know, that's a serious travelling army that helps push your team and, and get results. Because you've seen them push the team over the line many times at the, at the stadium this yeah. season yeah. and for the last couple of seasons. So, you know, going away from home and feeling, getting a feeling like you're at home you know, and they're always a bit nuttier as well. The uh, the away the away <laughs> fans. It, 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 the uh, diehards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it is. It, you know, I always say it, I, it, it is a love playing at home, but going away from home with a with a proper army, yeah, there's no better feeling if you're a player.
1: So after the match, Neil Harris was was rightly delighted with the result, but he sort of challenged his players. Now you've got to go and back it up. You've got to go to Huddersfield on Wednesday, and you've got to do the same thing. And I think. A lot of the reason for this excitement among Bluebirds fans at the moment is not only the three nil win; it was the manner of the three nil win. We saw Cardiff beat QPR three nil, but when Neil Warnock was in charge, that was a complete stark contrast to the three nil win last night. They looked com- in complete control. Um, the three goals, or well, the first goal especially. How good was that first goal? I mean, well, Murphy's finish. Murphy's finish. I the just thought the play whole football.
0: build-up played the. the- it, it, there's few players who could find that pass yeah All right Tomlin has found that pass he, I'm sure listen I, I, also I'd say to the club I think Tomlin's up this season contractual wise
1: he got re-signed in January he did get yeah. re-signed in January two for, for another two years okay
0: yeah. good um, that's that's ticked off i, yeah. I, I just seen, seen it the other day and thought I thought he'd signed a new one and I thought well he must not have no. two anyway, years but yeah great ball Great run, good build-up play, and it's that is what I've just been alluding to. Mm. You know, solid control. Not every game's gonna, it, no game's easy, but as games go, that was pretty straightforward last night. Yeah, Alright? You're just bigger and better, and then what you done also was bring your tools. You know, Murphy steps up, Tomlin does what he does. You know, Volk steps up with a fantastic goal, and a fan, even better. Celebration, by the way, William. Fantastic. How should, good was that? Yeah, should the be at the Olympics. Surf. Yeah, I used to do it myself. I loved yeah. it. He, I thought when he done the Arab swim for, is he gonna go all the way and go into the back assault And he did. I was like, <laughs> fair play. Bit, finish, though, it? It was a great finish, though, was not it? It was a great finish. It was a great finish. I just thought it was a really good goal. I thought that was a good goal also. And then obviously Patterson, you know, does does what he does best. Like he, he he's very good at being in the right place at the right time so in we, the opposition's box.
1: You've come on to Patterson there. He's He's one who the last month or so has grabbed the number nine tune and said, "This is mine. Nobody else is having it."
0: Well, he sat out for so long, mm. right? And I, I think there was like, like, like we always cons- consistently say, he's not an out and out number nine, mm. right? But what he's done, he's probably set the tone for the team over the last month. Mm. I know Tomlin has got the glory and the goals, but I would say. Paterson's were great and endeavour and desire just to get amongst people get about people you know and try and nick himself a goal i say that has like almost set the tone for the rest of the team mm. for me um, long may it continue I, 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 I'll, I think he, he would admittedly say himself he's not an out and out number nine he can play the position he enjoys the position he's a handful but he can play Two or three other positions Mm. where he can play him very, very well. So, um, thought just just an all around great performance. But the goal, Murphy's goal, I say, you know, that to me is a a striker's goal. Yeah. And I've said from day one, he can play as an eleven, as a seven, or as a nine. And I thought he would naturally migrate into a nine. That playing off the last man on the shoulder, quick strong enough when he wants to be and can finish and I thought natural thing is okay you'll probably come here as a uh, as a winger get opportunities to play as a nine when say you know struggling in that position at centre forward or you know manager thinks I'm going to go away from home play with uh, five across the midfield and I'm just going to have like Murphy playing on the shoulder pace power you know and finish. I thought it was a natural progression for him, but to me last night that sh- that showed, and it's only one instance, but I think a lot has been written and we've said and heaped lots of praise on Tomlin. I've been saying for months: if I'm a striker, I'd just be making friends, spending as much time getting to understand and know each other, getting around him, you know, and. In training, trying to get the manager to put us on the same side in little games and other to build that understanding because it doesn't just happen, mm. right? Now you've seen Ward, Glatzel, Murphy, you've seen them all like have little one two goal, one two goal, or good run goal. So it's it's just trying to build an understanding with the player but from there I mean Murphy could play as the 11 or 7 and still what was good last night he's come across the line and in off the left hand side yeah. rather than you know just stay out wide he's come in and, 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 and he utilised his pace and his game understanding so for me you know if, if Murphy fired now till the end of the season yeah Cardiff would make the playoffs yeah, yeah, I I believe because it's not just about it's about goals. If you're a winger, it's about providing goals and scoring goals. This is your responsibility, you know. Uh, and I think if if that little injection of boost, confidence, whatever it may be, whatever it may be that is needed, Murphy got from last night, then you know people like him, they can make a difference, they that could have played on their day, but I'm not going to get excited, I'm not going to say, oh, that's us for the playoffs now and all that nonsense, like I said, I've maintained, I think we'll finish 8th to 10th, and, you know, I'd love them to prove me wrong, mm. I would, but, you know, I've seen, I've been in the game long enough not to get my hopes up too soon after a couple of good results, so, let just wait and see
1: well, you just touched on Murphy there, I think it is a hot topic among fans because this is a player who just before Christmas against Preston I think it was was jeered off by fans um, Neil Harris then side- sidelined him for a couple of weeks, just gave him a few appearances in, in the FA Cup games but like you've just said, he's almost a confidence player isn't he and, he- and he's a flair player and what sometimes counts against him is because he's a flair player his game is based on trickery pace going past people and he's going to try and he's going to get it wrong Lee Tomlin time and time again in his career has got it wrong and he's gone through hard Do you want me to explain well? the
0: difference between Tomlin and Murphy? Please do Tomlin can be a nasty little so and so
1: You think that's the big difference between it,
0: it, it, it is There's a big difference Tomlin he, he's, he's an aggressive guy he, I've seen him do some little dirty naughty things on the pitch <laughs> right? And, you know, as a manager, some you don't want the feeling of your player being bullied, right? And sometimes there's the feeling that Murphy not gets bullied, but allows himself to be bullied. Okay. Right? And I just think if he... I'm not saying go out and kick someone and be that style of player. And if it's not in your nature to be nasty, Fine. But you know what happens when they kick you? Get up, dust yourself down, and wave him. Come on, bring it on, bring more, because it's not I, I, you can't intimidate me. Then give me that side. Don't have to need it. Don't need the aggression, but just let me know. Like, okay, give me the ball again. This mm. kid has kicked me three times. Give me the ball again, the fourth time, and I'm gonna embarrass him because he's got that ability, right? And I think that is what winds like I always say you've got to be you've got to not add as in you know throw punches around but you've got to be add and be able to take it and if necessary give it to play for Cardiff that's the kind of mentality of our fans we don't accept we're already going into England's backyard almost you know every game mm-hmm. so you know we're going in there as the underdog and we're Welsh so you've got to be you got to be able to handle yourself. Uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, people, some people might say, "Oh, you're talking nonsense." But for me, those are the little things that have wound this and the previous manager up about Josh. Is that you don't have to be aggressive, but don't let people and you know don't show that sort of petulance where you you throw your hands up and shrug your shoulders and he you know, you kicked me again sort of thing. Mm. Okay, I'll kick you again. Go and show him something. Yeah, go and embarrass him. Go and take the mic out of him. Go and, you know, rinse him. Push the ball down the line three times and, and rinse him for pace. Get across in. I don't care if it goes over the bat. Just just show him, like, I'm not going to be intimidated by you. And I think if I was in the dressing room or on the coaching staff, that's what I'd be saying to Josh I know you're not going to go and kick people. I know that. I'm not asking you to. Yeah, but don't be kicked and not react. You know, someone kicked me. My reaction was. I, I used to go and kick people I couldn't tackle for toffee, But I used to go and kick people to try and engage myself into the fight. Because yeah. once I'm into a fight, then it's you know, it's doggy dog. So if I was having a poor game, I'll go and try and pick a fight, sort of thing. It's that a bit of mayhem. And I think that's that's me. But Josh is not that type of character, you can clearly see that. But
1: just needs a bit more of an edge to ability him. Ability
0: wise he got it yeah he got he got it this is simple as that and we know we got it and i think that is the other thing that frustrates fans more than anything when you know we got a diamond and it's not performing mm. you know it's not on show and every player goes through confidence crisis every player no matter who they are mm. every player but it's nice now that the fans game a beer stick nothing over the top but to come out the other side i'm just hoping last night I often say sometimes a player or a club or a team need a moment and I'm hoping that was Josh's moment last night because it's a beautiful finish and it's the sort of finish which you want to say see told you so mm-hmm. you know stick your two fingers up to everybody and say yeah all you doubters and haters and all mm-hmm. mate just let it go just take that forward and, 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 and go and do it again tomorrow yeah because he's
1: mean? B- back to ball six he's got two against Red in that, in that mm. replay and he scored one against color mm. we, we, we talked about um, maybe a bit of added bite in, in Josh Murphy. One mm. player has shown that bit of grit in central midfield has been Will Vaux recently. Uh, let's not forget that a couple of months ago this is a guy who was considering leaving Cardiff City in January because he couldn't get a minute on the pitch for love nor money. We hadn't seen him. No. Um,
0: um, he was another weird he, one that Warnock had signed and
1: disappeared. Things He, he signed, I'm I'm firmly of the belief that they signed Will Vaux, thinking he was going to be the main central midfielder, maybe alongside Rolls or Bakuna. And then all of a sudden Warnock realised that Marlon Pack became available on deadline day, signed him, and all of a sudden Will yeah, Vaux but Marlon can't down.
0: get about the field like Will. Will's a bit of a destroyer.
1: No, they, they complement each other quite they, well. Now, they, but... they
0: do, but he, he's a he, well. You've got a nice little trio mm. because what Marlon haven't got is legs, but what Will has got is his legs and power and strength. He's mm. shown that, and, and he likes to mix it a bit. So does Marlon like the mix a bit. And then you've got the guile of of Tomlin in front of them. Bakuna as well. You know, I had my doubts about Bakuna when he first came because it, it, it seemed like we were signing players and they didn't want to be here. But he's been fantastic this season. You know, fair, I'll, I'll always admit, you know, I, I, I was wrong about that one, you know, in the beginning because I was thinking you, you don't seem like you want to be here but last couple of months well this season he's been tremendous so to have Bakuna Pack Vokes and Tomlin you know
1: and Joe Rolls is still injured as well and Rolls yeah.
0: it's a, if you want you can, you can play a diamond you can play a, a four midfield if you're going away from home and you think and this is where like options that come into play you can play those those four right Across midfield with Tomlin and a striker all right, and you could say your wing backs, like your 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 full backs, right, we need to fly forward, fly forward. So we've got four central midfielders away from home at West Brom. We're just gonna go, we're gonna dig in and bite. And then last ten minutes, we're gonna bring on Murphy, um, Mendes, or Hoylet or whatever to really just go and try and freaking win the game and destroy them mm. You know, it allows you to more and more tactical, you know. Prevalence to go and do things that people aren't ready for. You can surprise people when they're all playing at that sort of level. Pacuna's playing well, you know. Will's playing well. Pat's playing well. You know, it it it, it gives you space to, to do things that, like I say, the opposition ain't necessarily going to read into it.
1: Mm. Well, the la- the last month has thrown up um, the likes of Murphy, the likes of Patson, the likes of Vaux, all sort of elevating themselves. But another player who has to get a mention has to be Sean Morrison. I
0: think mean, the last month has he's been, been outstanding. He's been, I would say a bit longer than that. Yeah, yeah, he, he was out. I would say he, he had a little injury, and since he's come back, but up, in, up until his injury, he was he was playing well. Mm. He was having like to me. It's just you can't play him and Flint together. No, I think I think. It, Uh, Nelson played last night I I think it's I think the big up Sean is unfair on Nelson because it's the complement of the the centre backs right Morrison and Flint I don't don't know what honestly sometimes you can get it wrong I don't know what Neil Warlock was thinking but sometimes he probably would say now yeah I probably got it wrong probably should have put Nelson in there because the athleticism of Nelson alongside the guile, the experience, and just the sheer power of Sean, complement each other. That, yeah. that 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 is so important. That is so so important. All over the pitch, I always say partnerships. You know, those who play together now, what? I think what, but twelve games, maybe? Ten I games? Don't, I, I don't Since he even come think back it's off that. injury?
1: I do I think Morrison said last week their first partnership together was in the Swansea game.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so you're talking not, about six? Yeah. Six or seven games. right? But they complement each other. Yeah. Nice. Really complement each other.
1: Nelson's quite dynamic. Nelson isn't sort of a textbook defender by any
0: stretch. Not, for me, Nelson is the typical defender. As in, he's quick, athletic, he's strong, he's good in the air, good defending one on ones, good over the shoulder when someone tries to run him. Times to tackle well. Distribution, so so. Mm. Morrison, distribution, so so. Can knock a good crossfield pass, but powerful in your box, powerful in your opposition's box from set pieces, knows how to defend, you know. I think now with Nelson is probably more confident defending one on one. Because if he misses it, he's got someone quick to get around and, mm. and cover. These are little things that play into your psyche when you're going out there. You know what I mean? There's no way Morrison's going to think, all right, if I get done today, I am gonna. I know Flint is going to be covering me because he's quick. If you don't have that there, then you know well, I can't get done over the top. Mm. So I'm going to play a bit deeper and maybe a bit deeper. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And are little things that you don't necessarily see if you're a fan. But if you're in the dressing room or you're inside a player's head, you'd understand, yeah. you know. And if fans who play sometimes on the weekend or with their mates, they'll understand exactly what I'm saying, right? They'll understand, yeah, and they forget that. Even on my Sunday league team, even my kids' Sunday league team, you know. The one kid is quick, the other kid's not. But they compliment each other. Or mm. one goes for the headers, the other short. He sits back and drops around. Like Nesta and Calavaro when I played against them.
1: <laughs> I just pick up those names too, there, mate. Just, yeah, just, just drop them. Just walk up and a, a, another one as well is uh, is Joe Bennett, who I think is also stepped up his game the last month or so after, after a difficult start to the season. But
0: maybe be... the signing of the left back has clicked him into gear. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe
1: that's what he wanted. to yeah. light, light the fire. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. he said
0: himself, he welcomed the competition. Yeah, he did. Which is great, and yeah. I love to hear that. You know Because yeah. he, 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 I've always said, for me, he's probably. I would put far more demands on him to get forward and get crosses in. Right? That's when he's at his best. Why? Because he can. Mm. He's. A, I've always said he's, he's a really good crossover ball on the run at pace. Got a lovely gets his left foot around it. Lovely at pace, but I don't see him do it often enough. Mm. And I think you're at the period now where Cardiff can really, if if they can. I don't know what is like holding them back psychologically. I'd have to speak to people and be around it. But they're in a really good position, right? They're in a really good position where there's like four points between them and the playoffs. Yeah. Listen, hard to beat. People don't look forward to coming to Cardiff. Strong set of fans, strong team, finishes well all the time, you know. Don't concede a lot of goals, you know. The last thing you want is that team then stepping up and starting to play for them football and scoring goals you know everyone would be looking over their shoulder kind of can put this two game to three game to four game to five game, if they could do that, five game bouncing win you'd be into the playoffs without a shadow of a doubt and probably with a point or two to spare in the playoffs.
1: Well that is the end of part one and we'll be discussing the playoffs in part two Blakey so bear with us and we'll be right back subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk Welcome back and in this section we will be discussing Cardiff City's playoff hopes now, always been sort of lingering on, on the back burner. oh we're only so, so many points away from the playoffs, blah blah blah, oh yeah we haven't been playing brilliantly but look, but now after the Huddersfield win mm. it just seems to be a little bit more hope and optimism among the fans Blake.
0: well it, it's, it's you've played two games where I'm not saying you've gone and played like fantastic football it, it, that's it doesn't happen in transition right mm. fantastic football you get fantastic moments fantastic spells a fantastic goal or two but what that does it starts the wheels churning towards playing a better brand of football I hope that is what Neil Harris is working towards. Right? Because if he can get the team playing a better brand of football and more in conjunction with what Cardiff fans want to see, listen, you you aren't an absolute winner because Mm. this club will just fly. These fans will just fly. Mm. Right? It'll be a very hard group to stop. If If he can get that, capture that psyche now. If he can get that, and deliver it to the players. Get them to understand. You know, if the fans are behind you. They want you to see you play football. They're willing to accept a mistake or two here or there. You know, this is what we're trying to build. What we're trying to work towards. I just think, yeah, it can be done. But I'm not gonna. I'm. I, I'm not gonna get my hopes up after after two or three good results. I'm not. I'm not. I've been kicked in the teeth too many times. gee.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I mentioned. This earlier on today that in the championship you get so many da- down moments almost. You can, fixtures come thick and fast. You can get picked up and then not straight back down the next week. And I understand what you're saying by urging caution, don't get carried away. But I just think f- fans need that. They need something to to cling on. The to The optimism. Yeah.
0: Yeah. or well, they need it. I'm not saying. I'm talking me. Right? I'm not saying. I'm not. Well. I, I am. Play. I am a fan. But like, uh, I don't. I try and maintain a level right yeah. it's hard to be positive when you can see what you're watching isn't great right and then it's it's hard to be negative when when, when you're watching is fantastic yeah right so i try and keep a, a happy medium try and moderate right it. and i'm trying what i try and do is analyze performance and then what that means you know generally and overall and where we're going and blah 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 blah. So it's, it's it's almost like a guidance. She's trying to say, right, we don't just say, ah, it's crap, da 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 We give reasons why it's, it's not good enough. We give reasons how it could be different. We also give a vision of what we see as the future, mm. right? Because we also understand what we've seen in the past. So we go right from, we can go back 10 years here, as we say, and we can go... Today and what we want to see going forward, what the philosophy is, it's what we keep talking. So I'm not, I'm not not optimistic, but I keep that to myself. It's like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to, I don't want to tempt fate. Almost like yeah. I just wanna, I hope what I'm seeing is what I'm seeing. But it doesn't, it's not, a, it's not a game. You know, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Rob Phillips and Danny Gabdon was saying, ah, oh, this could be the change when we beat West Brom. Yeah. We then lost after. You know, I, I'm more cautious. I think it's you'll see a period of six or seven games where I think, and, and that's not a fluke now. That's going to become the norm of playing like that. Well, you're just and then gradually the build on that. And then signings who fit into how you want to play yeah. differently. Uh, no disrespect to the centre-backs, but a ball-playing centre-back then. I mean, and you know, full-backs who don't get told to go forward love getting forward, all right? So that gives you different options again. So, you know, we're, we're getting there. That's ten what I'm ten
1: points from from possible 12, including beating the league leaders, West Brom, as you just alluded to, how much of a championship campaign, is about momentum?
0: Us, it, it, sport is about momentum, mm. life is about momentum, isn't it, momentum going forward, doing things, trying things, they come off, they're successful, that builds confidence, you're happy then, to go and try more, and more, and more, and you expect, even in good times, the odd kick in the teeth the odd low blow but when you're confident you shrug that off when your confidence is low that just becomes suffocating then it, it mm. just it just weighs on you so much but when your confidence is high you know you, you listen you don't expect to go from now at the end of the season unbeaten right but even when you're beaten the team that beat you think wow They're holding on for the last 10 minutes under the 1-0, hoping to beat you. And you're putting everything away from home. You're just peppering them, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, people come off the pitch going, how did we, how did we... Instead of Cardiff fans coming off saying, how did we win that? Cardiff fans are coming off and going, how did we lose that? We were brilliant today. Mm. And I think that is all part of what I'm talking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then when we're at that point... When you and I sat there going, have we lost that? Mm. But winning regularly and defeat comes like something that is almost abnormal. Then you know you're on to a different period for Cardiff City. You're in a different area now. You're no longer looking at football, which is deemed now negative. You're now looking at football, which is a decent brand of football. You know, you've, you've, you've moved forward. It's hard and it's it's it, it, it's a football club that needs to do it because the team is like the pinnacle, which then filters down. But alongside the team, like I say, you've got your philosophy and you've got club owners and you've got their signings and you've got right, what the plan is and what the manager's plan is. OK, but that plan has to fit into this philosophy. Why? Because this is what we want as a club, fans, players, you know, and a board alike. Is what we believe in, and then right you work toward that
1: you've just spoken about the players there how will the players be feeling now you You must have been in squads where you get on three or four wins. Is that something you talk about? Are you like right boys we're, we're in it here. We're, what, we don't you,
0: what you don't do as players you don't start saying to yourself right we're in it, but psychologically, you know something's happened which tomorrow training will be better yeah, you feel better you feel quicker, stronger, more confident. You start taking things on and trying things in training that you haven't done for the last six months. So muscle memory has, you know, fallen out. For me, trying that little croif turn with a double step over and pinging one in the top Sanch, well, I haven't tried that for ages. Mm. Why? Because I haven't really felt confident enough. But now, try it in training, comes off, something else comes off, all of a sudden, you're just in a, your head's in a better space. So your confidence is up. Momentum, all these things, they all play a part. Gee, they all play a part. And I think Cardiff at the moment, like I said, I'm not going to get overly excited, but they're in a good place.
1: They're in a good place, but as always, we have to look forward. Mm. And they've got Wigan this weekend. No, oh, sorry, they aren't. Yeah, they have. Sorry, yeah. Wigan this weekend. Yeah. got my fixture list wrong. Yeah. Uh, then there's, there's a run of games then. Stoke, Forest... Brentford, Barnsley, Leeds, really tricky fixtures in there, isn't it? So, how do you negotiate that? Are you looking for draws One game at a
0: time, cliche, Mm. and look forward to smashing people who are above you. Taking apart those below you and around you and and smash... Because last time we played, I was at a four or five out of ten. This time I play... Let's use Murphy, for example. Last fixture maybe I was a 2, a 4, a 5 out of 10. This fixture, I'm an 8, I'm a 9 out of 10, confidence-wise. you got a problem, mate. <laughs> if you think this game is going to be the same as... The, it ain't. Why? Because that's 11 in a different space to the 11 that played three months ago, two months ago. Mm. All right? It's totally different. That's why they say no two games are ever the same. All right? And another person I think we should give a mention to is Smithies. Oh, yeah. I think he's been... And that's, that, that's the beautiful thing. He's he's almost like a set of platform of confidence. Yeah. For then the back four, then the midfield, and then what you've got is Tomlin in that midfield, working bits of magic, little moments. That's built momentum. Okay, last minute, Smithy pulls off a save, doesn't push it in, pushes it out, catches one, does some ridiculous... Shot stopping as well. Good with his hands. Good with his feet. That sets a different tone in your back four, in the mentality. Yeah. I've noticed almost everything we've said today is positive. It's it's changed the momentum swing. Yeah. It's going forward. It's like like one of the cliches, you're on the front foot. And that's what I feel is happening. Mm. But I don't want to shout about it. I don't want to brag about it. So when you come up and those next run of fixtures come up, it, 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 I I want to play. I'd rather play West Brom and Leeds six times now, right? Because I want to smash you six times. That's what I'm thinking mm. going forward. But now obviously can't happen. So in other words, I don't care who you bring in. Mm. Honestly, you could bring the bot mate of the Premier League. Same thing is going to happen. I'm gonna do the same thing to you. You could bring the middle of the Premier League. Same. You could bring the top. I'm gonna to go into this game with the same, in the same frame of mind. I'm mm. looking to, to deal with whoever I'm playing against and deal with him properly.
1: So, on, on evidence of uh, the last few games, are you tipping Cardiff for a top six finish or no?
0: Hell no. <laughs> Don't
1: tempt fate. No, ain't attempting fate,
0: and I and I and I'm gonna to stick to my prediction of. Between eight and ten. Yeah. And like I said, I love them to slap me in the face with a wet fish and prove me wrong.
1: <laughs> okay, then let's move on to some uh, some ask Blakey. Um, and the first question we've got is from Hayden Jones. All right, Hayden. Hayden asks: Are we going to see Sanderson at all, or is Jazz the option we need? What have you made of Jazz recently?
0: Jazz Richards. Mm. No, the think- other
1: Jazz at the club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll be honest with you I thought he's had a really difficult time coming back me too right I think he's um, that's why I said Adoma playing in front of him I think is a godsend to be honest with you yeah I think he missed the work rate and the the strength and the power of Mendes Lang because he's he's brilliant at positional working back helping his full back I'm not saying the others are I'm just saying he was better at it Adoma is very good at it experience plays a big part excuse me but I think the, the, the games it's almost like every game since he came back he's had a, a good winger to contend with yeah and he, you know, as you do at this level yeah and he's had his work cut out do you know what I mean sometimes they've got the better of him but also not forgetting he's been out for a long 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 time now I think he can be the attacking fullback that is required in modern-day football to get to where they want to be, footballing-wise. Right, You need that type of fullback, fit, quick, strong, good defensively, very good going forward also. But now with Adoma, those two, like I said, room together, build an understanding, a partnership, mm. right? And these are, these are little things that you think, room together, well, what different Well, mate, we're partners, you know, partners. Does that make a difference? It makes massive difference. Who, who, who did you
1: experience that with in your uh, John career?
0: McGinley. Yeah. Right. Okay. Best example I can give you: is John McGinley played against John McGinley, Sheffield United, Bolton Wanderers, had a proper to do, right? Almost, give him one in the tunnel. <laughs> Didn't then. After the game, there's apologies and what have you. We shook hands, went well our separate ways. Joined Bolton first couple of months I had a met. didn't want to be there still pining for Sheffield United right but then I had to slap myself wake myself up and realise that's not going to happen mate
1: mm.
0: following season uh, that season got relegated following season I was thinking do I really want to be here and then all of a sudden Colin Todd says right puts me on a game in pre-season play well and then right i the room with McGinn okay room again realise how dirty he is <laughs> <laughs> but funny and got on and listen probably if I was to name partners I play with he's without a shadow of doubt my number one partner we just complimented like just knew each other not just the game but just what made each other laugh what made each other tick off the pitch you know, didn't we didn't like our families go out together and all that, but we we spent a lot of time together as a team in the season we like broke records. Mm. And you know, it was the days where one out all out sort of thing, You're not allowed to stay in, you get fined if you stay in and all that. And McGinn and I, partners, room partners, just just like a sixth sense knew where he, where he was going to be he knew where I was going to be he knew what spaces not to go into what spaces I love to be in he knew nine times out of ten ball comes to him on the halfway line I'm just heading for the box I'm not even going to look to play one two or get involved with him because he'll just turn run blah, blah, cross it and I finish mm-hmm. so I would say yeah I, I've experienced it first and Ashley Ward another one at Blackburn spent time with him built a decent partnership Matt Janssen um, your starting flow at, at uh, Sheffield United you always you always partner up mm. you do with the players you're going to play with
1: so jazz get room in with Uncle Albert is uh, <laughs> is Blakey's advice <laughs> okay Tony Payne says alright Tom uh, we seem to have reached a high point of the season so far now we know the squad for the rest of the season what's Blakey and yours as assume it's me first choice start in 11 and when Rawls is fit does he automatically come straight back in yeah starting uh,
0: ok uh, as it is really Smithies, Jazz Nelson oh, Morrison Nelson Bennett um, it would be between B- Bakuna uh, Pack and Volk's for me
1: so Rose doesn't come back in
0: no Rose definitely doesn't come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I you, you have to play Tomlin, so it yeah. can only be two of those three. But I'm happy with any three. If I w- if I really need legs, because I know Bakuna can play as well, I can switch play. So I can Volks and he got a strike on him, Volks as well, got a dig on him. But you could even if you wanna go very, very leggy, as in good legs, then you could put Bakuna and Volks and not play pack
1: I think Bakuna and Volks is, is my right. ideal team
0: so you've got a choice there and then ideal ideal would be uh, Mendes on the right but now we've got Albert so Albert on the right Murphy on the left strikers up for grabs for me I'd probably i probably play personally I'd probably go with as it stands what I've seen as it stands what I've seen I'd probably go with Patterson
1: yeah same
0: right because he's setting the tone and then but you know he's setting the tone in a a way that is helping the drive and build momentum in my team and I'm disappointed to say that because you know I'm a striker Pogo Patterson's a, a striker but He's utility. You can play him in several different positions, but Ward, Glatzel, you know, you, you, you've got he you can keep getting opportunity, opportunity. You know, but at the same time, we're not playing. We weren't playing well. So, if Patterson is the one setting the tone, and then you end up playing well, obviously he's going to keep the shirt. So, mm. yeah, would, no, I, I agree with more. that
1: eleven. I would say. Um, yeah.
0: So it's only, it's only. Um, the three midfielders, you picked two from three.
1: Yeah. Reese Jones. All right, Reese. Asks If Lee Tomlin had played as our creative midfielder rather than Victor Camarasa last season, would City have stayed up? More assists, more goals, and a set piece expert we never had last year? That is a good question. That's
0: a great question. Um, okay, if you offered me Camarasa or um, Tomlin. Mm hmm. And this is dead honest now, right? Because we've seen Tomlin this season a lot. We've seen Camarasa last season a lot. I would probably go... In this league, I'd go Tomlin.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Premier League?
0: I'd probably go Camarasa Because he had a bit more legs. But that is like really touch and go splitting hairs yeah because what, like I said what I love about Tomlin is not that he can open safes and all that he, he's fantastic vision great finisher he's got that little flipping free kick the little flipper he does and whatever he's, he's, he's got all that Kamarasa's got but what he's got over Kamarasa is the nasty streak mm. Kamarasa wouldn't put his foot in Tomlin's not a tackler but if you when he's losing he's horrible Right, and you know, I, I like that nasty streak in a player because I think that's that's a determination, like a like a grit that your team needs. Players like that in it. You don't all of them like it because not all the same, but you need that. So, but I think there's less of that in the Premier League. Yeah. Right. So I don't think it's as necessary. I think it's very necessary in the Championship, but not as necessary, but. You know Kamarasa then would give you a bit more legs, then be able to carry the ball further and things like that. So it is split airs, though. For me. Mm. But great question! Yeah, it's a good great question. question. Um, I yeah. would put it this way let me just finish. Yeah, RJ, I wouldn't go and get Kamarasa if I had Tomlin.
1: Do you think if Cardiff, it'd
0: That's have to be cool a lot man. better than Tomlin for me to go out? if it was in the Championship or the Premier League for me to go out and get a Camarasa I don't think Camarasa would be enough to replace Tomlin I would want more than a Camarasa
1: how would you feel putting yourself in a player's shoes if Tomlin if Cardiff got promoted this season and let's face it a large part of that is down to Lee Tomlin in the summer they buy a playmaker to come in and fill his boots and he sits and warms the bench
0: Just life mate but I want to stay in the Premier League that's that's just the way it is. That's you, you help us get there, but for the vision, I'm I'm saying, right, I said go and get Aaron Ramsey a year ago. People mm. like laughed me out of town. It's not such a stupid idea now, is it? Going and getting someone like Aaron Ramsey, you wouldn't because he's at Uve, but I think people understand now what I'm I'm saying. I don't, don't want to go into the Premier League and fight in the bottom four or five teams Mm. I want to go in the Premier League and do what the likes of Wolves my whole club have done right didn't struggle Sheffield United Sheffield United didn't go into Champions League by the way Mm. they could that's what I want to do that sets the tone then right following season who I'm able to sign why because we played in Europe or we finished ninth had a really good season blah 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 right now a higher calibre of player is willing to come yeah, and play mm-hmm. and like I said this is a fantastic place to live sell the city sell the surroundings Got some of the beautiful and most beautiful beaches in the world down West Wales it, 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 it sounds like really Nathan yeah really if I'm bringing a player from wherever Argentina South America Italy wherever I'm showing him right you know this is the options where to live places for your family you and your family to go and, it's the city centre London up road if you wanna go there, Birmingham, fantastic city, hour and a half the other way. Mm. I'm really selling it. you like countryside, got some of the best. Like City, we've got a good city. That's just me mate. So, you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I, I wouldn't players understand. If a better player comes in or was viewed a better player mm. It's up to me. It's you know, the manager doesn't say, right, your loyalty once you got us up, right, that's it. You mm. you, you that's kind of the, the mentality that was of the season we went up. Right? That was the mentality of the club. My mentality isn't listen, I'm loyal, I'd be loyal to Lee Tomlin, right? But no, I've brought this player in. Now if this player in who I rate as a higher calibre of player than you. Like you wouldn't put Anne Ramsey and Lee Tomlin in the same boat, would you? No right but what you would say is if I bring in Aaron Ramsey that's making a statement yeah that's that's uplifting my team then I sign another player and another player and they've come here because they can see the project what we're trying to build where we're trying to go Lee wouldn't be happy sat on the bench but he would understand now okay when you get your opportunity because they will come you've got to do better than Aaron's doing that's just that that is competition yeah Right? and that keeps my team and my club at the higher echelons rather than thinking oh we'll just have survived or we hope or oh, we'll go down but we'll have a laugh And uh, I mean, what are you talking about? fans don't pay their money going to ah, come and have a laugh I ah, don't mind if we win lose or draw you know it's sacred
1: mm. ok Kian asks uh, do you think Cardiff have what it takes to make the playoffs or even better nick that automatic
0: spot I do I do but I'm not pinning my hopes on it yeah, yeah? automatically because I still believe I still I still believe also you've got to look at the, the manager's been here a short period of time he's taking a bit of stick we're hoping like this is the beginning I said we should see the fruits of his stats, see the fruits of his labour around the end of January February
1: mm-hmm.
0: said that right He did yeah and what I'm hoping fingers crossed is that OK, almost mid-February, this is the beginning of, right, Neil Harris's, right, this is, he's got the players on board, there's a belief, as an understanding and they're going to transition to, because what you have to understand if you're here as a manager is you have to transition because the fans are desperate for it you can't come and play a same brand of football similar brand of football they have to believe because they'll give you leeway for that mm. they'll give you less leeway if you win and play long ball they give you less leeway than if you draw playing a more expansive style so they can see where we're building the world where we're going mm. alright they'll accept the like I said the the, 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 the knocks on the chin fans will but the I think the reason why a lot of fans were or have been on Neil Harris's back, because they don't see the transition. I'm hoping now this is part of a period like you said since West Brom. I've had like four or five games and it it's that, the build.
1: Mm. Um, just been searching here for, for a question from Ryan Murphy, who asked me a couple of days ago. Right, right. He said, um, "I always miss the questions because I'm in the US. So here's an early one for for next ask Blakey." In the US, well, I tell you what, Roy, tell us
0: we're in the US as well.
1: Uh, does he say where he is? No, he doesn't. Um, oh God, I've gone off now. No, um, don't always agree with him, mm. um, but seems to have. But Blakey seems to have a genuine understanding of the club and concrete plans and how to address issues ever considered getting involved with a club football director
0: question oh we've mark. been there we've before. been there we've, haven't been we've been there before been there. I don't he wanted no, me to uh, ask uh, yeah way. right it, it's you know there's things I can't really say right but I've always got the feeling that the hierarchy think I don't think now honestly I don't something happened in the summer you and I know what that is, Mm -hmm. and I don't think the club think that I'm trying to damage. I don't try and damage. I've got no reason to try and damage. But when you're a board member, there's roles and responsibilities, right? And you've got to be held to account. You're accountable, right? That's the the whole idea of being on a board, right? You're, You're held accountable for the actions, what actions happen at the club so I don't think there's uh, a, like a hate or anything like that I think like I said there's other reasons which I won't mention but we've been there done that it, it's listen mate it's not going to happen right under this regime and I, and I keep saying it doesn't need to happen now because they can listen to this podcast and they get everything they need for free for absolutely <laughs> zilch. Have to pay you anything. Right? And by the way, right, I'm glad. That's I love when people don't agree. And you're not supposed to agree with everything. That's where opinions, isn't it? That's where we all love the game, right? And we all got our opinions, right? But at the end of the day, I understand the game a lot better than a lot of other people. And I think it's because, I take it back to my childhood, growing up in England, in Newport, coach there started coaching me when I was 8 Harry Lee he could have been a professional decided not to for whatever reasons got married decided not to be a, but he would like I say I tell people all the time he was telling me things at 8 and 9 that Colin Todd was telling me when we won the championship at Bolton to go to the Premier League
1: mm.
0: and that's, that's no exaggeration so the grounding I got and I think that's why I was able to play for Cardiff at right back no problem I debut at left back, no problem. Year at centre back, no problem. You ask me to play any player uh, position on the pitch, I can play and play really well. That's not me bigging myself up. That's just the truth. I I played all over the park: midfield, centre midfield, right midfield, right back, left back, centre back, centre forward. But traditionally, I was a left winger. That's all I ever played as a kid. But coached well, good understanding of the game, and then you spend hours and hours self-teaching don't you? Mm. you know, I was a Tottenham fan when I was a kid so I would repeat the Ricky Villa goal and stuff like that and Gaff Crooks and Stevie Archibald and you're out commentating on the poorest pitch in school playing or out in the front yard or front lawn it wasn't lawn it was uphill but <laughs> yeah so I, I've got a I've got a good understanding of the game because of what I've been brought up how I've been brought up and people who were, were around me I was at Cardiff when I was I think I was about 11 uh, a guy named Keith Tennant God rest him lovely guy he was a Cardiff scout used to um, bring myself and my two mates Norman Pat Sean Wharton both of lads but they were like 3 years older than me but I used to train with the like, 15s or something like that when I was about like 11 so I was at Cardiff when I was a little little nipper alright mm. he used to bring us down in his blue Morris Minor and, uh, but again training with older people getting an understanding because some of the boys when I was like 12 were like playing like under 18s the 16 year olds some of them were playing and I was holding my own against them you know so it's uh, but it's not just understanding the football it's understanding what it is to be a board member I do that and then it's understanding the game itself and clubs gotta have a philosophy and what it is you're trying to achieve,
1: mm. what will be will be. Yeah, Gareth Pierce finally asks: RG. Um, Does Blakey expect Murphy to push on from here and nail down the left wing spot? And will Harris look to build the team around Murphy and Tomlin? Or, depending on where Cardiff are in the summer, will they cash in on Murphy?
0: See, Think see, now, G, that's a that's a great question because that just shows what two or three good goals does for you. Yeah, right. So the fans all know, right? Like Murphy, he's he can be a match winner. Mm-hmm. So I g, I don't know. I I I would love this to be the beginning of him, Murphy in particular, doing something special to now to the end of the season because I believe it could have a real, real big influence on the team and on the club overall. Like I said, I'm still in a position where I'm not getting excited about anything just trying to maintain a level and, you know, like you just said, gee, what will be, will be. But, um, I'm hoping so.
1: Okay, then we will uh, finish as always with, with the customary predictions and as uh, soon as those are your podcast, Blakey, you can uh, you can start at home to Wigan.
0: Uh, Wigan at home, um, 3-1 win. We'll lose a goal early and then come back and smash up
1: I'm going 2 nil win I think that the defence has been that good that they're not going to concede this weekend okay yet. that'd be great too uh, once again thank you all so much for listening and thanks once again yeah, for your questions
0: yeah great questions too great questions great podcast. it's funny it's better with two <laughs> <laughs> I'm <was> joking Paul
1: <laughs> make sure you keep up to date with all Cardo City News <laughs> at Wales Online